Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm excited to report that I'm feeling a bit lost right now. You're probably thinking, how on earth is that exciting? Let me tell you. After a period of cloudiness and confusion, always comes clarity. I felt this way before and I know I need to allow space for it so then what needs to be released can be released. And ultimately, things can and will become clearer for me. And I want to clarify, I'm not feeling lost personally, but a little bit professionally. I have this great new direction that I'm pursuing and that is really exciting to me. I'm just not sure how it aligns with everything I already have going on right now. I'm at a crossroads for sure, and so I thought it'd be helpful to talk about what I do when I'm in this situation. The first course of action for anyone feeling this way is typically to panic, and that's really not going to be helpful, I promise. I've done it, and it's not all that productive. Our first instinct is to panic because the ego doesn't like change. So when you're thinking about pursuing a new direction or changing the course that you're currently on, your ego is in fight or flight mode. It's like, no, 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 don't do that. It's not safe. We don't know what's out there. We don't want to get hurt, rejected, shut down. It's trying to protect you. However, it also tends to make us risk averse. And all I want to say to you is, what if it worked? What if it was better than you ever imagined? What if you pursue that new direction, passion, interest, knowing that it was going to lead to happiness, fulfillment, and success? I feel like you wouldn't bat an eyelid, right? You would just do it. And I think that's the mindset we want to try and be in when we think about these things. The idea is that If you didn't pursue that thing and ultimately was going to lead to all of these great desirable outcomes, then you're losing out. And how do we know it's not going to work until we try it? Remember when we talked about the zone of comfort and your upper limits? We need to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable. And if you're constantly feeling comfortable and safe, if you're in your zone of comfort, you're never going to get to your zone of genius and ultimately live your purpose. And so when I'm feeling this way, a little bit confused, unsure, anxious, scared of failure, scared of making a mistake, scared of wasting time, 
I try and bring myself back into a mindset where I acknowledge there's opportunity and it wouldn't have presented itself if I wasn't ready for it. The universe is never going to deal you a hand that you're not prepared or ready for. And as someone who has lived through some very tough, chaotic, hurtful, sad, hard moments in her life, especially in the last year, I can tell you that if you asked me in the moment if I was ready, I would have said absolutely not. But I think the universe recognized that I was just chilling in my zone of comfort and it needed to shake things up. And so it did it in a big way. So if you're feeling this way and you're not sure about where you're headed, what the future has in store for you, whether to take a risk or not, try and turn down the volume on your ego just a little bit. It's loud and it's scary and it's trying to get your attention, right? So we want to acknowledge that we've heard it. Thanks for your opinion. Thanks for letting me know all of the things that could possibly go wrong and challenge it a little bit. What if it worked out? What if everything I ever wanted came from making this one decision? And another thing I like to do is ask the universe for guidance, some sign to help me make that choice. So that's what I'm going to go ahead and do this week for myself. As most of you know, my sign for the universe is a raven, and I'm going to be looking out for that all week. When you ask for a sign, you want to be very clear on what you're asking. So what's the question? Think about that. I think it also helps to give the universe a frame of time, a period of time. So, for example, in the next 48 hours, I want a sign to show me if I should pursue this new avenue. And you could even add to that. I want the sign to be very clear and undisputable. And if you want to and it feels right, you could even say, show me whatever your sign is. Mine would be the raven. Show me a raven in the next 48 hours if I should pursue this new direction. I don't like to do that personally because I just like to see what comes up. And every time I've done that in the past, I've seen some sign very clearly indicating what I should do. And it's not always a raven, but I'm never left questioning. This relates directly to our topic today. I want to talk about the concept of time, which continues on a little bit from a topic we had two weeks ago. A few weeks ago, we talked about why it's important to show up on time for yourself and others. And this week, I thought it would be interesting to talk about this idea of wasting time. This is a principle instilled in us from a very early age. We've been conditioned to feel anxious and worried and concerned when we're not being productive. And I'm putting that in air quotes. We're taught that we need to be busy and contributing from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. Think about when you were in primary school, like kindergarten to year six. Even at that young age, we get up, we go to school, we spend all day going from lesson to lesson. We get home, we have homework, and then we go to bed, we do the whole thing again. There is not a single minute of the day that we're not doing something productive. And I'm using that word again, productive, specifically, because the idea is that we're doing something with a tangible intended outcome. And that outcome at school is learning something, developing a skill, getting better at math or science or whatever it is. Even after school activities, the idea is we're training to increase fitness, to learn how to work as part of a team, to get better at that sport so we can win some championship or final. 
We might even be doing that after-school activity with the purpose of socialization, but that's very much a secondary goal, I feel like. The point is that in order to be using our time appropriately in today's world, we have to be producing something of value. And what society has deemed valuable is learning, enhancing knowledge to become more of an expert, developing a skill, socializing for the purpose of making a new connection and getting ahead, moving your body to solely increase fitness or strength. You see what I'm getting at here? Happiness and joy and fulfillment are not what we are conditioned to believe is valuable. And the whole point of this episode is to raise this idea, this notion, that maybe it's not wasting our time if it's bringing you joy. Isn't that our ultimate goal here? To spend time doing things that we actually love? The things that are undervalued in today's world are because they're not tangible. There's no measurable outcome. You can't go into work and say, look how great I am. I'm so productive. I played five hours of board games last night and it gave me X amount of happiness. And when someone comes into work and says something like, I woke up this morning and I ran 15 miles before work and I reached my fastest time ever, everyone's like, oh my God, wow, you're so productive. So I'm here to try and redefine what is valuable. You don't need to have any measurable external outcome for something to be valuable. Because what's the definition of value? The definition that's widely accepted and perpetuated is literally made up. Who woke up one day and decided that running 15 miles is more valuable for you than playing board games? Who decided that spending your life investing your energy, effort, time, and attention in someone else's business at work is more valuable than investing in yourself? The more I've learned about energy and healing and limiting beliefs, I would say the more I realize how blind I have been to accepting things as truth without ever actually challenging or thinking about them deeply. When you're in a state of love, happiness, and joy, you're so energetically and vibrationally high, and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter that you spend your time after work reading novels about dragons and magic because you like spending time in fantasy worlds. It doesn't matter that you craft or scrapbook on the weekends because you just love it. It doesn't matter that you spend your free time cooking and baking because trying new recipes out just lights you up. Just because there's no measurable outcome doesn't mean it's not valuable. And if an activity or passion or hobby is bringing you any of those emotions that are on the top of the emotional energetic scale, then it's worthwhile. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I think it's all well and good to say, go and do this and forget everyone else and just focus on what brings you joy. But the reality is, it's not easy. The reason we don't just do that today is because when we feel we're wasting time, we have these emotions that come up and they're uncomfortable. What comes up for us is guilt, anxiety, stress, and worry. And those are hard for us to deal with. And they make this exercise of doing things that we love really hard. And that's why we tend to gravitate towards activities that are considered to be productive and valuable. Because we can prove we've done something, right? Someone can validate it. This is where you need to access your toolkit. For me, what I would do is personally jump right into EFT tapping. It's the fastest and easiest way to neutralize any uncomfortable emotions when I'm by myself. 
Now, there could be a larger theme you need to work through, some underlying root cause about why you feel this way, and maybe that requires a deeper level of analysis and exploration. In those cases, I would leverage rapid resolution therapy or any therapy. But we're talking more in general, in those moments where you're finding yourself getting caught up in this cycle of negative emotion, and that's preventing you from doing something that you really love, that's when I use EFT. In 10 minutes, you can break that cycle, and it's amazing, and it doesn't require much effort at all. I've talked about this before. I have an app called Tapping Solution, but there are also so many free EFT resources out there. On YouTube, on Spotify, find someone you like and trust and use those because you won't regret it. If you can get into this habit of turning down the volume and the noise on those destructive thought patterns, it's going to benefit you so much in the long run. When we commit time to doing things we actually love, there are so many benefits. To start, you're just a happier person all around. You can immediately tell the difference between somebody that's happy and kind and authentic and genuine and somebody that is resentful, unfulfilled, and lost or directionless in life. I'm sure all of you have been in a situation where you meet someone and you're like, wow, something's going on there. I don't know what it is. I just don't want to be around that person. The energy is just off and you can tell almost immediately. It's like this visceral gut reaction. I heard this the other day and it made so much sense to me. Only people who are not happy with themselves are mean to other people. Think about that. A happy, fulfilled person doesn't give a fuck about workplace gossip or spreading misinformation or tearing somebody down. They're just focused on themselves and pursuing what brings them fulfillment and purpose and joy in their own lives. It's almost like they're untouchable. They have this protective energy bubble around them and any of that shit just bounces right off. They're just unconcerned. They're wanting to invest in interactions and activities and relationships that just feel good. And they're not resentful because they're spending time doing things they love already. Secondly, I think you become a much more resilient and secure person. You're in a better place to deal with challenges and obstacles when they come up, when you're doing things that you love regularly. When you're in a place of stress and you feel unfulfilled and resentful and angry at yourself, at the world, at your life, any little thing that happens just tips you over the edge and you cannot handle it anymore. Anything that comes your way is highly problematic for you. And when you're in a place and you're in that energetic state that's higher on the emotional scale, you're content, you're happy, you're joyful, and something happens, you're not plummeting right down to the bottom of the scale and spending the next three weeks there. You're going to process what happened, and you're in a much better position to see the silver lining to see the opportunity, to see the lesson more clearly because you see the good in your life already. Thirdly, when you're doing things you love, you're in a much better position to reach and maintain peak physical health. When you're engaging in activities for the sake of producing something measurable and external, even though you don't really love it, and you're doing that consistently long-term, you're not feeling good about yourself. You're not feeling good about life, and energetically and vibrationally, you're not content. You're on the negative half of that emotional scale. There's this internal conflict and tension because you're fighting between what you want to be doing and what you feel you should be doing. 
And that's not an environment that's conducive to healing. When you're at war with yourself internally, you cannot heal. It is virtually impossible. You might be able to address external symptoms of dis-ease, but you're never going to address the root cause. And what happens when you keep ignoring and deprioritizing the things that are going to bring you happiness is that you start to manifest illness. That dis-ease and conflict and war internally starts to manifest externally. And I know that because I've been there. If I look back at my life and what it looked like and what I was prioritizing when I was at the peak of my illnesses, I wasn't doing the things I loved. In fact, I was actively deprioritizing and ignoring my passions, interests, and hobbies, pursuing a life that was focused on achievement and external outcomes. I was so focused on the next promotion, the next point of recognition, the next goal, the next milestone, the next KPI. I was so focused on those two weeks of freedom a year in the form of vacation to unload from the 50 other weeks of work and burning out. And I couldn't ignore that any longer. And I was in denial about that for a very long time. I was lying to myself and I was lying to other people about what I actually wanted. So if you're in this position and you're realizing that you're not spending time doing things that you love, there are a couple of easy, quick ways you can rectify that. Firstly, before you engage in any activity in your free time, ask yourself the question, why am I doing this? The idea is we want to make this decision-making more conscious. We want to bring awareness to how and where we're spending our time. This is the first step. Why am I doing this? And that's when you'll start to realize and catch yourself in the moment. Maybe I came home from work and I immediately decide I'm going to clean out my whole pantry and reorganize it. Before I start, stop, reflect, why am I doing this? If the answer is because I need to use my time in a way that's productive, think about what productive actually means to you. Is cleaning up the pantry going to bring you joy and happiness in those moments after work? If the answer is yes, great, go ahead, do it. But if the answer is no, stop and do something else. And I'm not saying ignore all of your life obligations. Like if you have to pick up your kids from school, obviously you need to go and do that. But start to use that free time you have in a way that feels good to you. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. And don't feel like you need to validate or qualify your time with them if they're questioning you about it. Because it brings you joy is enough. That's the entire answer. No further explanation is needed. The next thing you're going to do is start to explore and brainstorm activities that actually do bring you joy. And I think some of us get to this point where we're like, I'm going to go and focus and prioritize on things that make me happy. But we've never actually stopped to think about what those are. Or maybe the last time we did was when we were, I don't know, a child or in high school. And more than likely, they're not the same things anymore. What brought you joy as a teenager probably isn't going to bring you joy today. I found that when I started this, all of the things that I previously enjoyed were different now. So take a few moments this week, next week, while you're enjoying your morning coffee or whatever it is, and think about what actually is fun and exciting to you. Once you have that time, you want to use it in a way that's valuable to you. And now we've redefined what valuable means. Now that means bringing you happiness, joy, fulfillment in some way. 
The last thing I want you to do is find some way to neutralize those emotions that are going to come up when you start doing something you actually love and you're feeling guilty about it. Because it's going to happen a lot at the start. And I don't want those uncomfortable emotions to scare you away and stop you from doing those things. So whatever that is for you that works to help turn down the volume and dissolve those destructive thought patterns, I want you to do that. The more you do that, the more comfortable you're going to get with being uncomfortable. And that is a sign of growth. It's the first sign of change and evolution. And that is such a great achievement. Okay, don't put pressure on yourself to fill your day with activities that are producing something external and measurable just because you feel you have to. If there's one thing I want you to remember today, it is that. Thank you for listening, witches. Remember to please take five seconds, rate, review, and follow the show if you're not already. That's all for today. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.